I like herbal tea. <laughs> Chamomile's good. <laughs> Lemon lift. <laughs> Almond pleasure. Jerry likes morning thunder. Jerry drinks morning thunder? Yeah. Morning thunder has caffeine in it. Jerry doesn't drink caffeine. Jerry doesn't know morning thunder has caffeine in it. You don't tell him? No. And you should see him, man. He gets all hyper. He doesn't even know why. He loves it. He walks around going, God, I feel great. You don't tell him? No. Oh. Welcome to Talking Seinfeld, the podcast where we discuss everything we know about the show about nothing. This week we are here to review the episode, The Dog. I am Dando. I am Guy. Shut up! Shut, Shut up! up! I love I loved the smarminess though when he realised the dog was going. Put your shoes on! <laughs> he had a real grudge against this dog. This is a very, a very mean-spirited episode in a lot of ways and I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's very... Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say bland, because last episode I felt like less happened. Although I found last week's episode more entertaining than this one. But this one I just think, yeah, having George, I guess it just felt more erratic this one. Because there was two more characters in the fold. And it was just a lot of anger and yelling and (laughs) awkwardness between Elaine and George. And it was just, yeah. Not a whole lot of positive emotions in this episode, shall we say. But nonetheless, very, very entertaining. In fact, maybe because of that, very, very entertaining. That's what makes Seinfeld so good. It, It highlights the shit side of society, basically. As they say, the famous motto of the show, no hugging, no yeah. learning. The pe- people don't always get along. <laughs> <laughs> and when they do get along, it's because they're sledging the other person that's not there. How true is that, though, when you have conversations with people, where you have that mutual friend where it's like, oh, my God, have you ever seen him do this? <laughs> <laughs> Usually it happens when you've you know, you got a partner, husband or wife or whatever, and you're going out with the girls, you're going out with the guys, it's like, oh, is your missus do this? And then obviously girls are like, oh, my God, you won't believe what Brendan did. You know? <laughs> Um, but it was nice to have George back. It felt um, felt more Seinfeldy having George back. I did feel that Kramer felt a bit off in this, though. Really? Because I was very big on Kramer this time around, and I'm normally not. Okay. This is, uh, yeah, this is an episode that I, when it started, I'm like, oh, it's this episode where he does that bit, which is one of my favourite bits, and we'll get to that when okay. we talk about yeah, favourite yeah. bits. But it's like, yeah, I think this is when Michael Richards really sort of kicked in for me. It's like, okay, so he's, he does this kind of thing, and he does it very well. I don't know. I felt like the character... Maybe it's because... Did we get a resolution with um with Tina? Just I, I thought they were talking about Tina. And I was like, oh, wait, no, this is someone called Alan. What happened to Tina? He, that relationship was so great. I was so sad That's when true. I found out they're no longer together. And it's funny because you hear the voice at the very end yeah. of Alan. It's like, it sounds a bit like Tina. Mm, yeah, but it obviously wasn't. Um, But yeah, for me, I mean, it was still entertaining. It just felt a little bit off to me. But, uh, mm. but as we're saying, George... Having George and Elaine, that was just hilarious. But it, it felt so real, though. Just, you're not coming? That's the, when that statement about friends-in-law is very, very apt. Yeah. If you're friends of friends or you've sort of combined in that way, or that's, that's how you know it's. You need to have that buffer. 
Yeah. It's weird talking to a friend of a friend or a friend of a loved one or something like that. Especially if you've only ever hung out with them with said friend. Well, I mean, Jerry himself says that you've got to have someone else there. You can't pass off. No, that's, <laughs> I liked that. Yeah, it's, it's very Seinfeld, that, that line, wasn't it? Yeah, but it, oh, and very, very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Because just say, for example, we went out to see a movie and then you, myself and Anthony. And last minute, you're like, sorry, guys, I can't go. I'll be like, so, hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had that at, at birthday parties. I had my 40th. I think I've spoken about this on uh, on Four Finger Discount where I thought, I'll bring together my various circles of friends from various oh, parts yeah. of my life. My school friends, my work friends, my in-between friends, friends of friends. What do you all have in common? Me. And you'll all come together and celebrate in me. And, you know, you'll mingle and it'll be really, really nice. How great's that guy? How great's that guy? That's I was I was really hoping for that. Just a nice big ego strike. And instead, everyone just sort of went off in their own little constellations. And occasionally, there was some that would try to interact and just like, even across the room and just glimpsing at it, it's like, no, that, that's awkward. That's not working. I felt terrible. I felt like the worst host. <laughs> oh, well, just don't have any more birthday parties. You'll be right. I never will. No, no. I also liked, so Jerry... In this, to me, reminds me of every young person. Now, when I say young person, I mean like 20-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still, obviously, I'm still young, I'm 33. Yeah, of course. Uh, every young person, when I hear them complain about you know, life, like, oh, my cat woke me up early today. I'm like, oh, boo fucking who, mate? <laughs> like, anyone who hasn't got kids complaining about the, the, the slightest thing, I I'm like- you're, you're sledging young people. That's me you're talking about. <laughs> I always say, oh, the cat woke me up. <laughs> oh, okay, I should say, you, know, you, can, you do fall into this category then, I guess. Sometimes I call you, I'm like, hey, how's your day? And you're like- I'm uh, too bad. I had a nap, and I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one, still. Yeah. One of my favorites. What were your favorite moments of the dog? Well, as I said, it's uh, it's a very Kramer-centric favorite mm. moment roundup this time. Because I mean, I just love it when he goes in and he announces that he's going to do the breakup. He goes, "I can't wait to do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really excited about it. But then when you get to the actual breakup, and it, I love the way it's shot with him just directing it to camera. <laughs> but he's actually getting pretty mean. All that stuff. <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> I couldn't be with someone like you. I couldn't respect myself. <laughs> You're just taking up space. <laughs> it's like, God, what a, what a dreadful breakup. <laughs> But then you cut away for a bit, you cut away to another scene, and you come back. I don't know what's happened in the interim, but clearly he's had to reconsider. But the, and this may, may be my favourite Michael Richards' Kramer moment, just like, I love you. I love you. <laughs> so fantastic. I really, really love that. But something else I dug was just the awkwardness between Elaine and George. Mm-hmm. And they finally realise they've got common ground when they start sledging Jerry, I mean, that whole thing about That's my favourite as well, yeah. Just JLD going, Jerry drinks morning thunder. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hard to explain why I loved it so much, but, you know, it's like she's found a key that unlocks a door to, to a magic magic kingdom or something. It's like, oh, this will do it. Yeah. This will this will break the awkwardness. And this, the look on Jason's face as well. <laughs> yeah, and they... And then they just start rip, not ripping into the guy. I mean, I don't think it's mean-spirited the way they do it. It's just like- Pointing out things. Our friend has quirks. Yeah. And, you know, they're a bit funny and it's and it's fun to make fun of them. So I just yeah, love, I, jo- I love, I love George when he's like, but Jerry doesn't drink caffeine. I don't tell him. <gasps> you don't tell him? 
I loved all the discoveries they were sort of making about one another through this episode. I mean, even just little things like, you know, when when the dog's in the apartment and um, Elaine's asking him, do you pick it up? You pick it up! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff. What did you enjoy? In this um, well, I, I loved the George moment there with the realising that they've got common ground, George and Elaine. Mm. also loved – so I'm going to spoil one of my trivia questions here. So there we go, spoiled. I loved every time they pushed the buzzer how excited George was prognosis negative yeah. <laughs> so excited to see this movie i really enjoyed that could you spell that please no next question all right trivia so i've spoiled one of my first questions what movie were they going to see uh, what is your first question okay well uh, one of my questions is what is the movie that they keep saying they might say in see instead ponce de leon or something ponce de leon yeah for some reason You'll have noticed this. There are there are just little things in the shows that we talk about. Yeah. Just the way someone delivers a line or says something that just sticks with you forever. I mean, yeah. I can't remember the last time I watched The Dog, but for some reason I've always loved the way Julie Louis-Dreyfus says, I don't know, you want to see Ponce de Leon? <laughs> and um, by the way, there's this great uh, Reddit, I don't know if it's just a post or if it's a whole uh, Reddit forum or whatever. yeah. But they've come up with mocked-up posters of all the movies. Oh, great! That they talk about inside. <laughs> so Daniel Day Lewis is in Ponce de Leon. Awesome. Um, and Hugh Jackman is the star of Prognosis Negative. I can imagine that. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'll put that up on the uh, on the Facebook uh, patrons page, so we can all have a good look at that. My next question is: How many seats were on the plane? Two hundred. Correct. My next question to you: The combination, the strange mutant funk combination of dog pee or dog shit and Lysol to Jerry smells like a combination of what and what? Me at the work desk. <laughs> <laughs> me me and you at our various work desks. Yeah, I, I stink right now. <laughs> BO, and then when someone sticks a BO, they try and get rid of it by spraying deodorant on top of the BO. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. It's, it's every high school met a boy's bathroom. It is indeed. So what is the combination? Isn't it BO and deodorant, right? It's beyond cologne. Cologne, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, my final question is the easy one, the easiest one of the lot, besides prognosis, which I guess is probably easier. What's the dog's name? It's Farfel. Correct, which is named after a famous dog of some kind. It is indeed. It's named after a spokes dog for Nestle's chocolate. Ah, there I, you I go. looked up pictures of Farfel, the, um, the spokes dog. It's creepy. It's like that mid 20th century thing where ventriloquism was really big and puppets. So it's like not like a cute dog. It's like a yeah. It's a like a ventriloquist dummy of a dog. So it's like mm, I don't know if I want to buy Nestle based on the say so farfel, <laughs> but it's also a fun word to say farfel. Yes. Um, I have a question for you now. Mm-hmm. I've had a few questions, so I'm going to, have to choose which one. Okay. Can you name the three herbal teas that George enjoys? I cannot at all. No. He likes chamomile, lemon lift, almond pleasure. I did like that he just he didn't give up. He's just like, I'm just going to keep fucking naming names. Feel, feel this dead air. Feel, feel that dead air, yeah. exactly. Much like this podcast. All right, guys, that is trivia for The Dog. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Talking Seinfeld, you can support the show on Patreon, where not only will you get early ad-free access to the show, but you also get access to hours of bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, and so much more. So join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. 
If you feel like having yourself a time, then check out our new podcast, Going Down to South Park, where we go back and revisit every episode of the iconic series, dissecting the stories, reveling in chef sing-alongs, and chuckling at the occasional fart joke. Going Down to South Park is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you're looking for a podcast that'll always be there for you, look no further than our new show, The One About Friends, hosted by myself and my incredible wife, Nicola. She's literally the biggest Friends fan I know, so who better to help me as we revisit every single episode of the show, discussing the characters, fashion trends, and how this iconic series still relates to our lives to this day. The One About Friends is available now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The original air date of The Dog was October 9th, 1991, written by Larry David and directed by, who do you think? I want to say Tom Sharon. Correct, yes. <laughs> the episode kicks off with some stand-up. about, And I thought the stand-up in this episode was probably my funniest, my favourite of, of, so far in the series. Well, is it the end? I don't know if it's the end one or the middle one where he talks about, you know, if an alien race came down and- Yes, middle saw, one. Yeah, yeah, that's become a real thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, like a- not a meme so much, but uh, everyone's sort of taken that, the core of that gag and repurposed it. Like, you know, they're always talking about, <laughs> we th- we like to think we own cats. Cats own us. Mm. <laughs> Am I right, folks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, we, but yeah, the, good stand-up. We've right. we got the making up time on a plane, and then you've got the carrying the poop, and the final stand-up is the, the pet parakeet with the, pet parakeet with the mirror and wall. And the wall, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So this uh, stand-up here was about making up time on a plane. And it's true. When the pilot says, we're going to make up some time, I was like, why don't you always make up time? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he's just basically saying he's going to go faster. Kicks off with the drunk man, Gavin, sitting next to Jerry, just speaking shit. Indeed. Fun fact, this Mm. character's name is Gavin Pallone. Uh, Gavin Pallone is actually a producer uh, of movies and TV. He produced Gilmore Girls, uh, the Zombieland movies, and most notably... Curb your enthusiasm. No shit. That Rally. is correct. Why well, do they, they get, give their friends shout outs now and then? And they do indeed. Now, this is just a nightmare situation. Have you ever been on a plane where you've been trapped next to a drunk or even someone who wants to chat? Not chat. I've been, <laughs> I got stuck. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. On the way to England the first time. So it was my first proper time on a proper flight. I've flown to Queensland, but that was the furthest. This is to England. By myself, Nicola was in England at the time. I'm in the middle seat of the middle. <laughs> Of middle section, so I'm right in the middle, okay. and on either side, I've got these two very big Greek women, right, who had who were flying together, and I'm like, "Do you guys want to sit next to each other?" They're like, "No, no, we want the aisle seat." I'm like, "Fuck!" All right, so I'm sitting there, and the entire time they're talking to each other in mm-hmm. Greek in each of my ears, uh, it's driving me insane. So I tried to sleep. I wake up. One of them is passed out on my shoulder. Oh. Horrific experience in the plane. <laughs> That's worse than the, the one Jerry goes through. Yes, but uh, being stuck next to someone that just wants... You have to, this happens not just on planes, anywhere, where it's just someone wants to talk and you're like, I like you as a person, but I have no interest in talking to you. Rather not, yes. Not today. Not no. into it. <laughs> and you try and give the hint, you sort of take a two or three steps away from them and they just follow you. Travelling, of course, is the best education. Last year, <laughs> I was in over forty. 45 countries, and I would have gone to more, but I just got a puppy. And he was too young to take with me, but now no, I, I, I would travel without him. Is he on the plane now? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, he's in, the, he's in the baggage compartment. I don't know why they won't let him sit up here with me. 
He's a lot better behaved than most of the dregs you find on board here. <laughs> you, you have any pets? Uh, just my next door neighbor. But you, you are missing out on a relationship that could enrich your life in ways that you, you never even thought possible. How about uh, picking up their, you know, you find that enriching? <laughs> What's the matter? Oh, I'm feeling a bit queasy. The guy then feels a bit queasy, and they have to make an emergency stop in Chicago because he's very unwell. And he asks Jerry to watch Fuff. Well, basically, they say, "Is there any?" It's like it's like when someone goes, "Is there a doctor in the house?" Yes. But like, is there, is there someone here who can look after the dog? Do you know anybody? Jerry's trying to hide. Jerry. Jerry, he's like, oh, oh man, how you doing? <laughs> and he asked him to look after Farfel. And Jerry, you know, he's a prick. You know, he's selfish, but he has a kind heart, so he says he'll do it. Yeah. He'll whinge about it, but he'll still do it. Oh, uh, is it even out of kindness, or just you know, <laughs> more like what else am I supposed to do? I, yeah. I don't want that. I don't want these people thinking I'm a prick. Yes, Jerry's apartment, and they're fighting over the sneaker, Jerry and the dog. I mean, it must. It does seem like a horrific dog. It's, I love how artificial the barking is. Yes. It's, um, I looked it up. It's um, Farfel is voiced, quote marks, by someone named Tom Williams, who I wasn't able to find much uh, more information about. Not uh, Aussie TV host Tom Williams, but another Tom Williams. Okay. It's been three days since the dog's been picked up. Well, well, since Jerry first got the dog, I should say, and he's just screaming, stop it, shut up. He's just losing his mind, as he would be. <laughs> dog, barking dogs drives me mental. A Jet is very good oh, yeah. with not barking. He's, he's, very, he's quite a quiet dog. He barks yeah. when there's people at the front, but our neighbours, not directly behind us, but next to them, we've got new neighbours, and they've got this big dog in the backyard, oh. and he's just constantly howling and barking to get inside. Yeah. Oh, it's the fucking worst. Anyway, so... Joe brings up, you know, he could have rabies, it could give me lockjaw. Oh, uh, Elaine's a little subtle, oh, if only, you know, kind of thing. Because <laughs> he keeps complaining so much. Jerry hasn't performed in three days. I'm like, Jerry, calm down, mate. Like, God, I haven't been out of the house and I haven't been able to, com- to perform in three days. I'm like, how pro- often are you performing, Jerry? Stand-ups are out almost every night of the week, aren't they? Are they? I think so. Oh, okay, there you go. Elaine would love to see him pick up the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him pick it up. Let's love it. You pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the, just the last thing that Jerry Seinfeld would do. And it probably is. Uh, the guy just hasn't contacted at all. The airline just doesn't know where he is. He's just MIA and Jerry is not a fan. He thinks he's gone in a bender because the guys are drunk. And <laughs> what is a bender? By the way, yeah, I looked up. Do you know Do you know why it's called a bender? I don't know. Because you bend the elbow. Well, there you go. That makes perfect sense. It really does. The minute you see that, it's like, how did I not get that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because for years I've been like, oh, well, actually, no, I haven't really been sort of kept up. And I was like, why do they call it a bender? But then the second I read it, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it you makes a heap of sense. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. And if you want to know more about benders, you could uh, also tune into uh, Tales of Futurama. Mm, available uh, exclusively <laughs> on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash fourfinger discount. We also get early access to this show, the one about friends, fourfinger discount. And going down to South Park, all the shows we do here on the Four Figure Discount Network. But I do like here, so you said it's about bending your elbow. So that means that Jerry's definition makes sense. You know, you, you bend things at a bar. You bend your elbow that, at a bar. There you go. There you go. Makes sense. Yeah, 200 seats and I end up next to Yukon, Jack and Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying to the dog, you are pound bound, my little friend. <laughs> he kind of enjoys yeah. 
the power. The whole, yeah, the power and the threats that he's directing towards. I won't say poor Farfel because Farfel sounds like a dick of a dog in all honesty. That's apparently why people teach their dogs to sit and things like that because they just love the power of being able to tell them oh. what to do. It's, like, it's a control <laughs> thing. But Kramer, you know, he can't watch the dog. He said he was going to, but he can't. And Jerry's disappointed now because he was about to go out and do some stand-up and, and go and join himself. And Kramer can't watch the dog because he's going to be breaking up with Alan and Jerry and Elaine go, oh, thank God, because we didn't like her either. Just the line, I can't believe someone hasn't killed her yet. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's Jesus, like Larry David. I mean, that's that's pure Larry David right yeah. there. Yeah, 100%. So they're about to go, all go to see the, the movie. And as George says over the speaker, prognosis, negative. I just love the sheer excitement in his voice. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I was really excited for a film. Can you remember the last? Because it's your job, basically. Or it was your job. Can you remember the last time you were genuinely excited to see a film? Hmm. I, I was pretty excited to go see The Batman. The okay. new one that's out. Yeah. yeah. Was it because it was a preview screening or just because you want to see the film? Just because I wanted to see it. I mean, I like a lot of the people involved. I think, well, yeah, this could be quite interesting and Exciting, and it was. Yeah, so uh, I do recommend you go see the Batman if you're into all things Dark Knight. Are we still going to the movies tonight? No, I can't. I gotta watch Farfel. You and George can go without me. Just me and George? Sure. But we need you. What do you need me for? Because. Yeah. Prognosis negative. <laughs> I relate to George through you. We're more like friends in law. Besides, we said we were going to see prognosis negative together. Can't you just put some newspapers down or no, something? No, I can't trust him. He gets insane. I won't enjoy myself. <laughs> That's right, Farfel. I'm talking about you. Just me and George alone? Let's go, people. Let's go. It's prognosis negative time. <laughs> I can't go. Can't go, why not? Because I have to watch Idiot Farfall. I thought Kramer was watching. He's breaking up with his girlfriend tonight. Well, so what's the problem? You just put some newspaper down. No, I don't want that smell in the house. Well, you spritz a little Lysol on it. No, it's like B.O. and Cologne. They combine forces into some kind of strange mutant funk. So we're not going? Nah, to go. Oh. You still want to go? Do you? If you want. It's uh, it's up to you. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I really wanted to see Prognosis Negative with Jerry. Uh, you you want to see Ponce de Leon? Ponce de Leon? Okay. You sure you don't want to go? I want to, but I can't. The, the awkward pause between Elaine and George. It's kind of like, mm. uh, we, we both understand why we don't want to go with that Jerry, but we don't really want to say it in front of each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they try to convince Jerry once again to come, but not, nothing's going to convince Jerry. One more day, stink breath. One more day. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get the stand-up about carrying the dog poop. And it, it, the reason it gets spoken about a lot today is because it's just spot on. It really is, but it's funny. I mean, because now picking up after your dog is just standard. Oh, yeah. I know. And the thing is, I was walking with Nicola, Holly and Jet the other day. Ellie was at my parents' place. And Jet always does a crap in the first, like, two minutes of a walk. But we get around, to, we get around the corner. He does his crap. I pick it up and I'm like, now I've got to walk the entire walk carrying a bag of dog shit because I couldn't find any bins. But it's what, what, is, what are your thoughts on this? When it's bin day and the bins haven't been emptied, is it okay to put your dog shit in their bin, in someone else's bin? Absolutely. Because I did it once and the woman came out and was furious at me. 
Oh, fuck and her. I was, I, she was like, I don't want your dog's <laughs> droppings in my bin. I was like, but the bin's being emptied. It, to- it's a bin like, and it's about to get emptied. The bin's getting yeah. emptied in the morning. She goes, I don't want the smell of dog feces in my bin. I was like. Are you going to stick your head in your bin? It's a garbage bin. She was like, she like abused, like literally like went mental at me for doing it. Did you throw it at her? <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> so how long did you live there? About three years. It's pretty long. It's not that long, really. Yeah. Do you live? And then you, you came here? Yeah. So I've been here about uh, six years. 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91. Yep. Meanwhile, Jerry is arguing with Farfel and Kramer <laughs> is abusing the shit out of Alan, as you said earlier. It's it's pretty funny. I do love Jerry just at his absolute wit's end. Money? You want money? I must have been out of my mind. Look at you. Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. <laughs> You're just taking up space. <laughs> I mean, how could I be with someone like you? <laughs> I wouldn't respect myself. I know I said at the start Kramer felt a bit off. I just, I just wasn't used to seeing Kramer being so love-struck, I guess. But... Him yelling at Alan, this it's, did it's, fit it's the, the real vibe. extremes because I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you normally wouldn't see him be this kind of, I guess, mean. cruel. He's cruel, and yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, and then this ecstatic. <laughs> I'd love to know what got him to that point. What did Alan yeah. do? <laughs> but it's, I guess it's kind of funnier that you don't know hmm. or you have to come up with your own sort of ideas about it, but yeah, just that. It cuts from just him being the cruelest person ever to just absolutely pleading. Uh, and, yeah, I just found that so, so enjoyable. George is listing all the various herbal teas, and Elaine then brings up Morning Thunder. <laughs> How could you not know that Morning Thunder was caffeinated? Oh, uh, who knows? But Based yeah, on that name. It's just great that um, they've finally now, they've, they've discovered something that they can bond over. And, Ever seen him throw up? <laughs> I just, I'd love to know how... Where, what situation they've been in where to see him throw up. Kramer is now pleading for forgiveness. He's, he's realised he's made a terrible mistake. He should never have, never have yelled at Alan like this. He's like, I love you. <laughs> Play! Play! I take it all back! Everything, I take it all back! Every word! I love you! Jerry is then calling the hospital looking to see if they know where Gavin is. And yeah. no, he was released last Monday. Like, last Monday? <laughs> and then he goes, all right, that's it. Farful, the party is over, my friend. Everything. You're checking out. <laughs> we come back from commercial. Elaine is now cleaning the floor. Why? I missed, Did I miss something? Why is Elaine cleaning the floor? I'm drawing a blank on that one. Maybe it was a deleted scene of some kind. I swear well, Elaine was- Maybe it's just, maybe it's just a Farful accident. George then uh, calls up 
And he says, because George is going to take him to the dog pound on the way to uh, to the cinema. With <laughs> Yes, with all three of us. We're all going to go. Don't worry. I, loved, I, I think it's his scene, but Jerry's doing his little dance and the, the song about going to the dog pound to the tune of going to a go-go by the Stones. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> Although I think it might be just dissimilar enough that they don't have to pay the Stones any money. Elaine suddenly feels bad for the dog. She says, you can't do that because if no one picks him up, they're going to kill him. How late are they open? <laughs> Kramer then enters and says that he's back with Alan and all of a sudden they pretend they're happy for him. He says, I don't want to be your friend anymore. He takes his pot. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me in the hall. I, I don't know you. You don't know me. Yeah. George then robot robot voice once again, which is, I just loved it. Elaine says, she'll stay and she'll, you know, she'll watch the dog. You guys go out and have fun. And George is annoyed because I'm not going to go see prognosis negative. He's like, I really want to go see this movie. Mm. And Jerry's about to go to the toilet. And they look at each other and like, oh, no, we're going to be alone again. <laughs> and they, they try to convince him. They don't want him to go. And Isn't it more fun like using the urinal? Yes. It's way more fun using the urinal. Did you see his eyes? <laughs> Rolling his eyes after he said that. <laughs> Jerry then goes and we get another awkward conversation. You know, how's it going? Yeah, good. Picks up the squeaky toy. <laughs> just like it's just trying to fill, as we said, the dead air. And then discuss Jerry's quiet gargle. Mm, that was another one of my trivia questions. Because how oh, many times it? does he does it a day? Three, six, six times a day. Wow, that's a lot of gargling. Mm. And then George once again brings up the throwing up. We've already discussed George, that. that. Oh, I've got here. No. Yikes! That is so awkward when you do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially when you start telling a story or a joke to someone, and you yeah, and you can tell you realize that you've already told that person. They're too polite to say anything. You're like, ah, oh, well, I've already told you this story. Like, yeah, you have. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, stop now. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I preface so many of my anecdotes in this podcast. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've told you this one before, but <laughs> you're gonna hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> We're now in line at the cinema. And George has nothing to say. He's, I've got nothing to say to anyone anymore. I'm like, I'm out of conversation. <laughs> Everyone has felt that way at some stage, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They realise that, um, how do you pronounce it? Ponce, Ponce de, Leon. de Leon. Ponce de Leon is mm. sold out. Ponce de Leon, by the way, a Spanish uh, explorer mm-hmm. who um, was the governor of Puerto Rico at some stage. Okay. Jerry says, we can't go see prognosis negative because Elaine wants to go see it with me. Mm. And then we cut to Elaine fighting with Farfel. You know, I like the, this isn't Seinfeld you're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> tonight or he has humped his last leg George is then trying to convince Jerry oh, don't worry about it like, saving, who does that saving movies I was like I get it but I can also I, I'm, I'm like Jerry does this he's a dead man <laughs> and then you know he acts tough ah this is stupid why would I do this blah 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 gets a, gets a ticket oh I'm in big trouble nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're dead Gavin is then picking up Farfel and he says that he suffered from a case of Bell's palsy. palsy. But Jerry's just not buying it at all. He's like, no, no, no. You went on a bender, buddy. Well, he looks drunk now. <laughs> I know. He's, he's just constantly drunk. Yeah. And Kramer then says, you know, keep that dog away because it's out in, out in the hallway. What does he say to Kramer? Oh, I guarantee you this dog's parents are more pure than yours. Yours. Like, you, that's a bit harsh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a dick. <laughs> yeah. Fighting words. Yeah. Like, that's one thing to make fun of. Like, have a go at somebody. Have a go at them, their mother. 
then you're in trouble. Alan then yells at Kramer to hurry up and get back in here. And he, he, he walks off. Then he says to him, I, pre- I have a prediction. You'll be calling me within a month for a visit. Yeah, prediction. prediction. I'll never see either of you for the rest of my life. And closes the door. And that's it. That's the end of Farfel and Gavin. Elaine, though, is very disappointed that Joey doesn't want to go see Prognosis Negative anymore. Like, what do you mean? We're going to go see it. You're all excited. What's going on? Yeah, I heard it's bad. Have you ever had this situation? Have you ever said you were going to see a movie with somebody, went to see it, didn't like it, and then gone, oh, let's see something else? It does feel very familiar. I, I don't think I've done it in recent times, but I'm pretty sure I do have something like that in my past. And I've had to do a lot of tap dancing to sort of cover it up. I think I did it with a, with a TV show where I was, it might have been Billions or something. I can't remember. We are watching it. And then Nicola went to bed. I was like, oh, I really want to find out what happens. So I kept watching like one or two more episodes. And then when we rewatched it, I had like my phone out. Nicola's like, are you watching it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what they're saying? And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I, I was able to recite it because I'd already seen it. She's like, ah, ah fair enough. <laughs> but she was like, something is not right here. You seem like you already know what's going to happen. <laughs> but Elaine's disappointed. And she's just confused. Like, what do you mean you went and saw it with George? You didn't say anything because I went and saw him yesterday to discuss the fact that we have nothing to discuss. <laughs> And Kramer then enters and says that, you know, you were right. I've broken up with Alan. Uh, there's a little subtle line here of, I'll bring back the bot. The bot. <laughs> yeah. It's just this way of saying, sorry, I made a mistake. And I love the way he said that as well. It's yeah. just, you know, all is forgiven. All, yeah. all, all wounds are healed. Yeah. And Jerry's like, no worries, mate, basically. And they, he asks where they're going. He says he's going to see prognosis and negative. Oh, I heard it's great. Oh, it's not. Don't worry. I've got an instinct <laughs> for these things. He's got an instinct. <laughs> Ends with some stand-up of discussing the big mirror wall. It makes your room look bigger. That is true. It does make your room feel bigger. But I just love the, the pet parakeet. Why didn't it try and avoid the other pet parakeet? <laughs> <laughs> so, as you said, yeah, this was um, an entertaining episode. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as last week. Last week just felt like... I guess even last week was very negative as well. A bit, but a bit more light-hearted with it. I mean, yeah, this, I guess, this wasn't yeah. necessarily you know dark or black or cruel or anything like that, but... It just felt a little more, slightly more mean-spirited or slightly more acidic, shall we say. I've read some reviews where people say that the episode kind of jumps the shark halfway through with the constant dog barking. I don't think they got to the point where I was rolling my eyes. Uh, the dog was very annoying, though. Yeah, well, I think you have to have that. I mean, I think you need to establish that this is a really annoying dog and you, they really want it out of their lives. Yeah, but that, that adds to the stress of everything because, for example, when I'm here, right, if I can just hear that Elliot is carrying on out there with Nikolai outside this room when mm. I'm doing the podcast, it's like my mind is wandering when I'm doing the show. It's like you can't concentrate when it's just yelling or crying or carrying on in the house. So I can completely side with Jerry when it comes to uh, not wanting a dog that's constantly barking in his house. Absolutely. Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let up. It's relentless. All right, we've got a mailbag question here, Mr. Davis. We've got a couple, actually. Ooh. This one's from Harry, Harry Walker. Harry says, Have you guys ever had a friend who owned a pet that you just hated? My ex once had a pet cat that would constantly attack my legs, even during lovemaking. Oh, my God. Once before coitus, I locked the cat in the laundry without my ex knowing, but then I forgot I'd done so, and it wasn't until later in the afternoon the following day that I went and put my clothes in the wash and realised the cat was still in there and it came running out. Thank God my ex never (laughs) realised. That would be very annoying during coitus. I was about to say, props to Harry Walker for both lovemaking and coitus. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to recall any sort of bad pets that I've experienced uh, in my uh, in my travels. I think some friends of the lovely Louise have a dog that, with all due respect, this dog is a bit older. So it's but it's got that kind of raggedy ass 
Um, I don't. Fe- You're probably a very sweet dog, and I should give you a pet, but I get the feeling I'm gonna get catch something. Yeah, so I might get the mange. Yeah, if I touch you, it's, you know those dogs have the hair in their mouth. And it's all grimy and food in the mouth. I'm like, you're disgusting. Yes, indeed. It's a very sweet dog, very very loved. But at the same time, I'm like. You're just not the kind of dog I want to touch. And normally I'm like, hello, buddy. <laughs> but uh, not, in, not in this circumstance. I've got a friend who's got a, a, a little yappy dog. And my friend who doesn't have kids. So I, I don't take my... I find I don't really hang out with them as much anymore. I used to always go over there and hang out. But the dogs are a real yapper. And a real, it doesn't like when you go near certain things. Like, for example, I went to grab the remote once and it yapped at me. And I was like, I don't really trust your dog. Around mm. my kids. As I said that. I'm like, it yaps. They're like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, is it though? <laughs> like, like, I don't think you really know because if it's going to try and bite my hand for grabbing the remote, I'm pretty sure when my kid's at its eye level, mm. it's going to be pretty pretty snappy. Yes. So, I don't like dogs that are snappy. All right. Brittany. Is it Brittany? Hang on. Uh, mm. Yeah. Brittany G. Brittany G says- Ooh, What's up, G? Have you ever pet watched for somebody? Could be, I guess, when you're watching someone's house and never got a pet as well. I guess so. I mean, I've gone up. Uh, no, I've never had that kind, that degree of responsibility. I mean, I've gone over and um, fed the lovely Louise's cats on on many occasions, but uh, not not a sitter. I, I think I'd be Jerry in that regard. It's like, oh, what? You can look after yourself. You know, <laughs> animals have been doing that forever. We used to constantly just handball Jet off to my nan when we go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> we actually took Jet on our last holiday though, and he loved it. He had a great time. Aww. I think it was his first proper holiday. Good boy, shit. All right, that is mailbag for the dog. Remember, guys, if you do have a question for us or just a message we'd love to hear from you, it's talkingsciphout at gmail.com. So talkingsciphout at gmail.com. Send your questions through. Please continue to rate and review us in the iTunes store. Uh, we'd love to have more reviews coming through. We will read them all out on the show, unless you don't want us to, but we will try and read out all the reviews that come through on uh, Spotify or iTunes, wherever you can leave a rating and review, please do so. Just take the time. We would appreciate it. And uh, yes, just thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We hope you're enjoying us going through each episode of Seinfeld, one of my favorite shows of all time. This has been The Dog. The next episode we are reviewing Mr. Davis will be The Library coming up in two weeks. So make sure, guys, if you've got any friends that like Seinfeld, make sure you send them this show, let them know about it, and hopefully they enjoy it as well. Were you going to say something there, Mr. Davis? No, just I'm very much looking forward to The Library. Yes, as am I. All right, so this has been The Dog. Thank you guys once again for your ongoing support. Listen to the show. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for our amazing listeners? Prognosis negative. <laughs>